Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What is up, my beautiful people? How are we? You are very welcome along to tonight's Late Night Agenda. You're all wrong. I've seen the guesses of what I'm going to be wearing. Bit of a, a bit of a hint for you. I can't wear yellow. It wouldn't work with the green screen. Yellows, greens don't really work. Um, I wasn't going to go orange after wearing orange yesterday, so you are right on that one. But yeah, we've gone for a grey Adidas hoodie today. You can usually put the safe money on it being an Adidas item of clothing one way or the other. But um, I hope you're all in fine fettle. And um, yeah, pretty pretty exciting week ahead obviously the reds kick off the european campaign away in austria on thursday just a reminder to everyone we are a 5 45 p.m kickoff for that one so we're going to be live here from about 4 45 p.m looking forward to that then of course we've got west ham coming up in the premier league at home 2 p.m kickoff on sunday Mikel antonio's been talking i mean and be interested to know uh, how you guys are feeling about that one. And of course, as you can see, it's Monday night, so that can only mean one thing. We're being brought to you with thanks to our amazing sponsors and our friends at Oosh.com. Oosh are the home of giveaways, whether it's cars, cash, tech, cars, cash, tech, holidays, or those all important football club packages for Liverpool, United, Arsenal, or whomever. Our friends at Oosh have got you covered. I'll give you the pitch about the two amazing draws that I want to bring to your attention a little bit later on. But for now... Just want to say a few hellos and see how we're all doing. Um, massive thank you, by the way, to everybody who's already subscribed to our second channel, Top of the League. It's heading towards 14,000 subscribers. And unbelievably, our very first video outside of the Welcome to the Channel video has done 17,000 views. We did a little bit on Manchester United and um, 17 thousand views for a channel that has just started with not even that many subscribers it is amazing so again i want to take a second from myself from ben from connor and everybody in the team to say thank you for your continued support if you haven't subscribed to top of the league yet 
you don't want to be missing out. I have just recorded a video that's going to go live tonight where I discussed Chelsea and Manchester United's injury concerns and their injury crisis and ask for your opinion on that. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're Liverpool fans. We're here to talk about the Reds. And I want to get your opinion, if you've seen it, on what Mikel Antonio has been saying. Uh, Mark, welcome to Anfield Agenda FC, buddy. Thank you for renewing your membership. Appreciate it. We're probably going to win the Europa, said the mighty one annoying kid. I hope so. We should be looking to win the Europa. Um, okay, I'm not just saying this, okay, because I know people are going to go, look, the excuses are starting already. But it does look like it's going to be a tougher competition than in other years. And that's before we get the drop down from the uh, Champions League. So we will win it, in my opinion. But it's going to be interesting also to see how Brighton get on in the Europa League. Um, because I think they will surprise a lot of teams around Europe. What county do you live in? Wexford, Oliver, Wexford. I grew up in Dublin, in South Dublin, to be precise, in Shankill. And um, moved to Wexford. God, we're in Wexford all in all now about... 15 years? In this particular house, about 12. Uh, love the videos on the second channel, said XD Gamer Boy YouTube. Thank you, my man. I'm still getting into the swing of it, but... Yeah, it's fun. I like, you know, the more content I can make, the more football I get to watch and talk about, and that's always a good thing. Uh, do you think we should sign Felix if Salah goes in January? Well, firstly, he's on a two-year loan, I think, at Barcelona now. Um, and no, I don't. Now, I wouldn't have been against it at the end of the summer window if we had have lost Salah, but I don't think it'll happen again. Um, and I don't think we will lose Salah in January, in all honesty. I think most likely it'll be next summer for that one. Uh, I love Wexford, Rosler Strand is lovely, said Johnny Jaywick. It is, I agree with you, Rosler Strand is um, is class. I spent I spent about six weeks in Rosler um, when I was 16, basically an entire summer because I met a girl from Rosler. Um, so I'll always have fond memories of Rosler and I haven't been down there in quite a while but it is a beautiful spot. Uh, Colin, first super chat of the day, thank you my friend, says hello cutie. Uh, not much to say today, just thank you for giving me a home here and getting to know me a little. I'll try to keep you on your toes when I can. That's what it's all about here, Colin. You know, giving all of us misfits a home because um, that's what this channel is. To a lot of us, it's just a second home, a way to come in, have a chat, have a bit of fun and sometimes vent a little bit, but appreciate your support. Mikhail said, love the videos on this channel. Thank you, my friend, again. It's uh, it's nice. I'm getting to know some of the new people as well since we've come back over to YouTube. It's lovely to get to know some of you guys. Um, some people came over to Twitch with us, some didn't. But when we've come back, we've I think we've we've got some new family members and it's been a pleasure getting to know you all. Right, let's uh, come into Cork anytime soon. Uh, Connor was in Cork last week, actually. When was the last time I was in Cork? I think we brought the kids down to Foda a couple of years ago. I think that was the last time I was in Cork. Always love going to Foda Wildlife Park. Absolutely beautiful. Which, believe though, I've never been to Foda Island, which I really should. Hookhead is some spot. Do you know what? I'm embarrassed to say, Nidge. I've never been to Hookhead. Um, which is really weird, right? Considering I'm in Wexford. South Africa is in the house as well. V Chippy Mac, how are we? Welcome in. Craig, if Salah goes next summer, I think we should sign Kubo from Sociedad. 
So Kubo has been somebody that's definitely come up in conversation a lot. And as you know, I like to, when I'm offline, I like to read the Echo, I like to read the Athletic, I like to read other forums and other comment sections to kind of get a gauge of what Liverpool fans are thinking. And Kubo seems to be the flavour of the month because a lot of the uh, comment sections I've been reading up on, Liverpool fans like your good self, have mentioned Kubo in the uh, in the chat. And I've got to be honest with you, since he's gone to Sociedad, I haven't really seen much of him. I remember a little bit of him when he was at Mallorca at one point. But um, I do have to brush up on him. So I can't say whether I think he'd be good enough or not, but certainly... Uh, you're on the, you've got your finger on the pulse anyway of what Liverpool fans are thinking. Is there any updates of Nico Williams? Uh, said Flugel Hamnam or Hanam, excuse me. Not really. So it's weird the stuff around Nico Williams of Athletic Bilbao because you'll see stories that say Liverpool are tracking him, Liverpool are looking at him. You'll hear about his release clauses, and I'm sure a lot of that is true. You know, we should be looking at top young talents around Europe, and especially in wide positions when we know we're probably going to have to replace Mo down the line. But a lot of what I'm reading also, particularly coming from the Spanish side, will suggest that the Williams family, Nico, Iñaki and his parents, are very happy and very settled in Bilbao. And obviously, um, some players will stay at clubs like Bilbao their entire career because it's their club it's yeah and I, I don't know if we'll ever see uh, Nico Williams leave Bilbao but he is the right type of player that we should be looking at so when you see us linked to these players at least that makes sense right but I don't know if, we, if he will leave or if he'll sign the new deal at Bilbao I think his current contract expires next summer so let's wait and see what happens there Matoma is way more proven than Kubo. He's also I don't know how old Kubo is off the top of my head, but isn't um isn't Matoma like 26, 27? And I don't this might sound weird, right? But I don't know if I would say Matoma's proven. He is proving himself now, he is getting there, but I wouldn't say right yet that I think he's the finished product or he's and nailed on success. There is a lot to admire about his game, Matoma. Um, needs to add a few more goals to it personally, but I can't see it happening. I think it would be um, it would be somebody younger if Liverpool were to go and try and bring someone in to... to I don't even want to say replace Mo because you're talking about doing the impossible there pretty much. So happy to be part of this community. See, it's Scotty uh, up the Reds WFM, and yeah, to all of you who are new to the channel WFM. And if you don't know what WFM means, it's uh, it's an early motto we had on the channel, and it means we're for who can massive. We Real Madrid still has fifty percent of Kubo's rights, says Stanislav. So I did know that there was something like that with Kubo. I remember. I think I was listening to Graeme Hunter on La Liga TV or something at one point, and I remember hearing about the rights of the player, but I didn't really pay too much attention. Um, but Madrid owning a 50% of, of Kubo, if they don't want him, I guess it doesn't really make a difference. Uh, if they're willing to sell him and he moves elsewhere, Madrid will be bought out. But if Madrid have you know, a want to bring him back to the Bernabeu, then I guess they've got an advantage in that regard. 
Liverpool's defence was worse than Broccoli, said Syro762. We do need to stop conceding some very cheap goals. But of all the weeks I'm going to complain about our defence, and I'm sure there'll be many, I do think that there are extenuating circumstances to the defence that we had out against Wolves. You know, Gerald Kwanzaa was making his Premier League starting debut. Joel Matip and Joe Gomez were covering, basically, because Kanade was coming back from injury and Van Dijk was, was suspended. So I don't know how often we'll ever see that defence again. But what my memory of the Wolves game will be is Jurgen's changes. And it made such a difference. You know, that first half and second half was night and day. And fair play to the manager for making those right changes. And of course, fair play to the boys who came on. Lucho, Darwin, Elliot on making a huge impact on the game. Uh, we look good with a flat back four. Certainly looked more secure, Rob, yeah. Um, I mentioned it to you guys on a few occasions, but to see Joe Gomez trying to replicate what Trent does, just it, it was obviously not going to work. But again, credit to Jurgen. He swapped it up in the second half, and Joe just stayed on that right hand side, and we looked far more solid. Right, so a couple of bits and pieces, my friends. Firstly, I want to just draw your attention to two amazing, and I mean amazing, competitions that our friends at oosh.com have got this week. Both of them are 15 euro to enter, but of course, you being Anfield Agenda audience, you get 10% off using our discount code AA10. But how would you like to win two cars for 13 euro and 50 cent? And not just any cars, I'm talking about a 2018 Range Rover Sport and a 172 Mercedes-Benz E220 diesel AMG line. That is one of the giveaways that Oosh have got on at the minute. Both of those cars could be yours for just an entry of €13.50 with our discount code AA10. And the second one this week is, of course, the Liverpool giveaway. And it is a belter. Want to go to see Liverpool versus Arsenal in December? But not just Liverpool versus Arsenal. No normal seats. No, 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 no. Oosh have gotten... They've levelled up this week. It's two seats in the Carlsberg dugout. Hospitality seats. Best seats in the house. Free street food. Drink on arrival. Uh, program visit for, from a former pro not only that you will also get one night's accommodation in the adagio apart hotel liverpool city center and 300 euro in ryanair vouchers if you want them if you don't need the ryanair vouchers you can of course take the cash alternative and all of those are with thanks to the best our bestest of friends oosh.com the home of giveaways scan that qr code on the screen or you can go to oosh with the link in the description but use our code aa10 for 10 percent off any draw at oosh and it's open to people in the uk and people in ireland because they're registered in both countries so best of luck to you righty let's go uh, clubs like brighton will hardly let us get away with a comeback after going one nil up so early we don't need to have first half anxiety every time we play agreed we don't you're right um yeah nothing else really to add to you other than you're right we don't need that anxiety and yeah we've got away with it a bit but it also has shown us that there's something about this group of players right they have been able to to come back from adversity and that's to be admired but you don't want to make a habit of it i totally agree with you on that one um on Brighton, did you guys see that Michael Edwards was in the director's box at the Manchester United-Brighton game? Now, 
I don't know exactly what he was there for, but he, him and the guy that used to do the stats, Ian, I can never remember his name, uh, at Anfield have gone into business together. And I wonder if they were there to maybe talk to the Brighton executives about scouting or statistics or analysis or something like that. But it was reported today that he was in the director's box at the United-Brighton game. Coincidentally, by the way, Brighton beat United, so there is always that. Ian Graham, thank you, Philip. Always forget his name. Always. Even if I remind myself of it before the stream starts, I always forget his name. Don't tempt me, Craig. I hope we get Michael Edwards back. We won't, unfortunately, because he has gone into business with Ian Graham. Uh, Ian Graham has started a new company that's going to be looking to advise ownership groups, not just in football, apparently right across the board of, um, of a few other bits and pieces. So they have a gone into business together pep laughed at man united i know i seen it earlier on um i mean i enjoyed it a little bit i can't, I can't lie doke starting on thursday well i'm going to record the preview for the last glints game um after this stream and i'm taking a day off tomorrow so that video will go out tomorrow so you guys will get a chance to uh nitpick at my predicted 11. it's probably one of the hardest predicted videos i've had to do because i have no idea what way the gaffer is thinking you know if it was the champions league you think he's gonna go strong he's gonna want to get the points on the board but i truly don't know what way he's going to approach the europa league i did come up with an 11 that i think will work and yes doke was in it but i'm gonna have to um i'm gonna have to hold fire on that one for the time being because i want to record it first and then let you guys have your say uh dan said i feel when this team gels it'll be special yes sir i agree and thank you for your continued support of the channel mate you're a member for a month now appreciate that and I, I think you're right. There's something, there is something in this team, right? There, there's, there's a little, that little je ne sais quoi, that little X factor. And um, it's going to be exciting to see the development. And, you know, we still have to see Ryan Gravenberg, really, what he can do. We haven't really got to know Endo too much either. But, yeah, I'm excited to see some of the breakthroughs in the Europa League. I've said this all summer. I think this competition will be the making of some people for the Liverpool careers. I'm sure by Cechic will get a run out again. I'm sure we'll see Ben Doak, maybe Creevian Kelleher in goal. When Conor Bradley comes back from injury, you'd expect him to be in and around. Um, Elliot, I'm sure, will get more minutes. Kwanzaa will get more minutes. And Costas, I'm sure. So, yeah, it's... Um, it's going to be a tough balancing act because you do want to make sure you top your Europa League group. You don't want to be in second place and get drawn against one of the teams who drop out of the Champions League in that uh, playoff round. So first and foremost, you want to win the group. Rico. I see what you're trying to do with the Russell Brand joke there, mate, but... You know, let's try and avoid that subject if if we can, because yeah, yeah, heavy going. So let's avoid that subject anyway if we can, Rico. Um, a few other bits and pieces. So, have you looked at the odds for the Premier League? By the way, the bookmakers have Manchester City as favourites to win the Premier League at four to eleven. Arsenal are in second place at eleven to two. Liverpool in third place at six to one. Spurs then twenty two to one. Newcastle thirty three. United, 
66 to 1 for United to win the league. So if you stuck 10 quid on Manchester United to win the league at 66 to 1, you'd lose 10 quid. Burnley are 1 0 up against Forest. Interesting, Josh. Thank you for that. Do keep me updated on that game. So, Mikel Antonio. Let's get to Mikel Antonio's comments, right? Because I have the comments here ready for you. I'm going to read through them and ask you guys to let me know what you think about what Mikel Antonio said. So, basically, Mikel Antonio was speaking about Mohamed Salah's situation. And this is what he said about the move to Saudi. He didn't turn that down. No way. He was locked up and the Reds had put that red arrow across saying, you are not going anywhere. He didn't stop that at all. To be fair to him, he didn't kick up a fuss and let them do what they were doing. But I know for a fact he was ready to go. I'd love to know how he knows that first and foremost. Now, look, I'm not naive enough to think that if Liverpool had have been willing to do business, Mo may not have gone. But I also think that Mikel Antonio's talking out of his backside a little bit in what he says here. And I'll keep reading because I hope it becomes apparent, particularly what part he was talking out his rear end about. So what else can he do at Liverpool, said Mikel Antonio. He's done it. Uh, it Saudi is a great opportunity for him. He's a Muslim man and I had everything screaming out for him. There was no actual negative for the man to not go. I understand he has a contract which he has fulfilled. So he wins another Premier League. Uh, do you know what that means? He's just won another. It doesn't add much to anything else. He's done everything you could possibly do at Liverpool. I'm saying to you right now, a Muslim man going to a Muslim country, £215 million to Liverpool for a 31-year-old. I just find it completely crazy. They've not accepted that. He finishes with, my question to you is this. What do you think Liverpool are playing for this year? Even if you couldn't replace the man, let's call this season a write-off. Well, firstly, Mr. Antonio, we won't call this season a write-off because it absolutely will not be a write-off because we have four competitions and Liverpool need to try and challenge in each and every one of them. The Europa League, you would have to have us down as one of the favourites. And yes, it isn't the Champions League. The money isn't the same. But it's still another trophy that Liverpool and Mo could win. And of course, that would then put Liverpool back into the Champions League as a pot one team as the winners of the Europa League. But the part of all of this that kind of annoys me the most about what he's saying is the £215 million offer. Because for a man that claims to know a lot of stuff, what he doesn't know, apparently, is that the offer never came. There was no £215 million offer for Liverpool to turn down. It was hearsay, it was conjecture, it was whispers. And even the offer that did come in, the one that was made on the phone call with Mike Gordon, was an offer of £150 million, but there was a load of add-ons in that. About £50 million of that were add-ons, and a lot of them to do with how far or how well Alithi had do in the Club World Cup. So even at that, Liverpool were being offered a guarantee 100 million so Liverpool didn't turn down 215 million Mr Antonio the offer never came and I would also love to know how he knows for a fact that Mo was ready to go um, the money will still be there for him and the thing and the difference maybe between Mohamed Salah and uh, Mikel Antonio or somebody else is Mo's a winner Mo wants to win trophies just because he's won everything once doesn't mean that's it he'll throw his hands up in the air and go he still feels that he has some money uh, excuse me not money some fuel left he definitely has the money coming has the fuel left in the tank to 
carry on at a top top level and yes i understand the point that moving to a muslim country would you know probably have a lot of advantages for mohammed salah but the level of football is far 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 below the current levels that he's playing at playing in the premier league week in and week out competing with the best in the world and obviously playing in european competition is something that i'm sure appeals to mohammed salah so if i'm jurgen klopp i just put that team um up on the I put that up on my team talk board I put that article that information from Mikel Antonio smack bang in the middle of the dressing room and use that as my team talk for Sunday I actually can't believe he's been so stupid he's done Jurgen Klopp's work for him and I expect a reaction from our boys so yeah again love to know how Mikel Antonio had all of this information to hand when uh, most of what he said was wrong Antonio talking out of his backside to David Purcell. Uh, who is Antonio again? He's a... Um, Yermanda plays for West Ham. And look, honestly, I kind of like Antonio normally. I think there's a lot to admire about Mikel Antonio, the football player, his determination, his versatility. Um, but he's totally wrong on this. Very, very, very wrong. And I guess maybe... He's underestimated what winning stuff means to some players. It isn't all about the money. And look, these guys are going to be multi-multi-millionaires regardless. And Salah, when he eventually does move to Saudi, will make a lot of cash. But you can't just write off your career at 31 and go, well, that's it now. I'm off to retire. Mo's going to play till he's probably 34, 35. And that would be in Europe at the top level. So if he goes off to Saudi at the end of this season, I'd say if he wanted to, he's five years left there easily. Uh, Antonio Salty, because despite his muscles and a bit of speed, he knows he ain't ever going to win like Mo because he ain't ever going to be good enough. Look, maybe he's got a little bit carried away because he won the, um, the Europa Conference League, the also-ran trophy, the um, back-of-the-bus trophy for the little clubs. Maybe, I don't know, maybe he's got a bit ahead of himself with that trophy. But I hope he just rammed that back down his throat on Sunday. I really do. Antonio is a prize spoofer, said RBHE. All the opposition wants Salah gone. Don't get it twisted. They do, yeah, because it makes us weaker. And... They don't want to have to play against the great man. I totally understand where you're coming from. Joe McDougall, you big legend, you, is after giving 10 Anfield Agenda memberships. 10, Joe, you absolute hero. Uh, they have gone to Crazy Goat. They have gone to I'm a Connor 21, to Engen, to Rav D, to My Name Cram, to Jack Mackin, to Kyle Agar, to Flugel Hanam and to, who were the other ones? LFC Mule and The Mog. So well done, Joe. Thank you so much, mate. That means a lot to me and I'm sure it means a lot to those guys and girls as well. And also, don't forget, if you do want to become a member, you should see the join button on the screen there now. I think it's been updated for everyone, I hope, if it's available in your country, of course. And there's two memberships. There's the Anfield Agenda FC membership, which is 2.99 in euro. I'm sure it changes for other currencies. And 5.99 for the Ultras membership. The Ultra membership gets you access to a Discord group. Both membership gets you access to all these live streams on repeat that you can watch back at your own leisure. They are put on members only when they're finished. You get the Anfield Agenda logo beside your name, all the emojis, and of course your name appears in green to me, making it easier to spot your comments. Right. 
Antonio's too busy focused on winning the Conference League, so he doesn't know the levels that Salah is compared to him. Look, they aren't... Look, as I said, I kind of like Mikel Antonio normally. I just think what he said here is absolute um, pony of the highest order. Um, bit of a... I don't know if this is good news or not, but it's certainly news. Thursday, we'll see Liverpool finally wear the new third kit. So the purpley colour kit. Liverpool will be wearing that confirmed in Austria on Thursday. So let's see if it's, a, if it's a lucky kit or an unlucky kit because we will be quick to judge it. Oh, we will. If Liverpool don't get the results in this kit, it'll be put in the bad news pile. It'll be put in the bad luck pile. Vlad, thank you, my friend. He's gifted five memberships to Anfield Agenda members. Thank you very much, my man. Uh, Scratch said just notice I had this best not waste it absolutely and thank you for your comments mate as well Scratch often gets the uh, the debate started about what top I'm going to be wearing in the stream so appreciate you man what else was there oh yes another bit of news for you guys um, who was it so Alexis McAllister has revealed who the strongest player in his opinion, in the Liverpool dressing room is. And who do you think it is? I mean, you've probably read the article, but if you haven't read it, who do you think it is that uh, Alexis McAllister has said is the strongest person? Well, he's actually put in two names here in the Liverpool dressing room. Tickle my tea bag. I like that name. Well played, sir. Uh, welcome to Anfield Agenda FC, but appreciate you. Uh, Verge, Robbo, Robertson. Nope, nope. Some of you have got it right. Yeah, so according to Alexis McAllister, Mohamed Salah and Kostas Simicus are the strongest players in the Liverpool squad. He said um, about Mo, he's in the gym all day and he's very strong. So there you go. I wouldn't have put Kostas in that though. That's what was interesting to me. Mo, look, Mo's a beast. We know that. Look at the physical specimen that he is. I mean, he's got muscles on muscles, Mohamed Salah. But never would have thought Kostas was was down as somebody who was that strong um so yeah interesting and yeah like you guys i would have expected virgil van dyke's name to be the one that was mentioned there but yeah mo salah and costa Simicus, according to alexis uh pat moynihan said evening everyone i'd like to wish my sister jennifer a very happy birthday and happy birthday to your sister pat um from all of us hope she has a wonderful day Simicus is so underrated, said LV. Uh, anybody, as in who can bench the most? No, I think he just means upper body physical strength. Like, when I think of a footballer and somebody asked about strength, I kind of just think of, you know, the shoulder to shoulder or jockeying or, you know, these little things. And well, we all seen Mohamed Salah's core strength in a lot of the workout videos and stuff. But yeah, interesting to see Costas up there. Tickle Me Tea Bag has after gifting an Anfield Agenda membership as well. Thank you, sir. That one has gone to Ethan uh, Precious. Oh, my precious. Precious? Thoughts on Kwanzaa. Very impressive, yeah, for a 20-year-old. And look, I, I see a lot of people want to say that Kwanzaa's 20. He's not that young, but he's a baby for a centre-back. Like, 20 years of age for a centre-back is very, very young. And the biggest compliment I can give Gerald Kwanzaa is that he has not looked out of place when he's played. And that's, yeah, that's the biggest compliment I can give him. Now, 
I don't know if I'm yet at the point to think, well, we don't need to bring in another centre-back on the left-hand side of defence. I don't know if I'm there just yet. But either way, I think Liverpool will have to bring in another centre-back um, either in January or in the summer, regardless of Jarrell Kwanzaa, because uh, Joel Matip will be leaving at the end of the season. So we're going to have a centre-back spot anyway. Do you watch the inside training videos? Yes, I have. Today I watched the uh, Inside Wolves. That was the one that was up today. Um, did you guys notice, actually, for the Wolves game, what is it with the little add-on stand that they have behind one of the goals? It's like a bit of, um, what would you call it? Uh, Metalwork? Uh, what, what are those things called? Builders stick up outside your gaff again when they want to fix the roof and stuff? Scaffolding, that's the one. Looks like scaffolding thrown together. Very weird. And the angle, I mean, if you're sitting at the very edge of that on the far end... I can't imagine it's a great view for the game. Uh, just noticed it today when I was watching that Inside Wolves video. Very weird. Uh, a season of man's football at Bristol Rovers did Gerald Kwanzaa wonders, said Tom Goldsworthy. Yeah, look, he's he's filling out. And when he you know becomes 21, 22, 23, and he grows into you know the adult part of his body... He's going to be a monster of a fella, Kwanzaa, so hopefully this development continues. What's your thoughts on Edwards at Old Shifford, said uh, Neville. So I'm interested to know why he was there. Was he there, you know, maybe to advise United on transfers? Was he there from the Brighton side? Because, you know, he has gone to work at um, Ian Graham, see, I've remembered his name now, at his new uh, consultancy firm, so I don't know. Um... Yeah, I don't really know what to make of it because I don't know why he was there. Why doesn't our defence have the any tenacity like other teams? Well, I, I, I'm trying to answer your question in a non-condescending way. But tenacity is a good and a bad thing. For instance, Costas has a lot of tenacity when he defends. But sometimes... He tries to jump in ahead of the ball rather than stand off to make a challenge. And that's great if he wins the ball. But if he doesn't win the ball, then defender's gone past them. So it's about having your body position right and doing the right things in the right moments. And there were some really interesting parts from the Wolves game where you see Andy Robertson quickly making sure everybody gets out as soon as Liverpool clear the ball to condense the pitch. And sometimes it can just be the characters that you have in your defence. So if you look at... Our centre-backs, Virgil van Dijk and Ibrahima Kanade, not really two tenacious type of dudes, right? Two kind of laid-back, calm, composed, physical, tall specimens. Trent on the right-hand side, probably the same. Now, when you go over to the left side, you've got tenacity for days and Andy Robertson, in fairness. But I guess sometimes it's just down to the personnel and the type of characters you have. Uh, morning from Australia, said Trek Wars. Is Bobby Clark still with us or on loan? No, he's still at the club, as far as I'm uh, aware. Yes, he is. He was in... Yeah, he's still at the club, Bobby Clark, right? It was Tyler Morton that went on loan to Hull at the end of the window. Is there any news on Andre? Not yet, no. 
I can't even say to you guys definitively if I know that Liverpool will go back for Andre or not in January. Um, I hope we do, because if Thiago does indeed move on, which we fully expect him to, getting Andre now in January would give us a bit of time to bed him in, give Jurgen an extra body, of course, but also would mean that we don't have to worry in the summer about going in and bringing in another midfielder because we'd be stocked in that area. We'd only have to look to bring in a centre-back, a full-back and potentially a Mohamed Salah replacement, which is easier said than done. Friggin' love this channel. Friggin' love it, said Jonesy lad. Love that, mate. Thank you very much. Do not forget, though, my friends, we have 1,840 people watching, but there's only 300 and something likes, so... If you do have a second, please do drop a like on the video. Most importantly, hit that subscribe button because as I was starting this stream, we were very, very, very close to 215,000. In fact, we are one subscriber away from 215,000. So if you haven't hit the subscribe button, please do. And of course, don't forget about our other channel, Top of the League, that we launched recently. There's a video up there tonight that's live as well. And we will be doing our first watch along on there on Wednesday when we watch Manchester United get beaten by Bayern Munich. Uh, good Forest goal, people are saying. Nice, I'll watch that one back later on. So it's 1-1 in that game at the minute. Uh, Craig, Neymar and Oscar, both two Brazilian players. Heaps of talent, but went for the money due to greed. Yeah. And look, there is many, many players who have run after the money and I don't want to judge those players because sometimes you know we forget that particularly maybe from Africa or South America some of these guys have seen poverty that we could never imagine and some of them support extended family villages and you know I won't judge them for it but I do agree with you particularly with Neymar I think he's an incredible waste of talent because he has all the tools that he should have won a few Ballon d'Ors, but, you know, whether it's his attitude or whatever, he's never really been able to live up to that. Just read what Antonio said, said Devoid Dude, and thank you for your super chat. Is he stirring? Well, if he is, I think it's going to come back to bite him in the rear end, buddy, because I think um, if I'm Jurgen Klopp, that's my team talk, you know, job done, go out there now. And I'm sure Mikel Antonio is going to be in for a nice uh, little bit of treatment from the cop when uh, when he shows up at West Ham on Sunday. And it's our job to, to give them a spanking. And I'm open to being corrected on this, but am I right in saying that the game isn't on TV in the UK this weekend? I think there's games at one and half three on Sky this weekend, if I'm, if I'm not wrong. Or at least... I'm fairly sure that our game isn't on TV this week in the UK or Ireland. So do let me know if I'm wrong on that one. Uh, what do you think of Robbo's performance? Fantastic. Incredible. A captain's level performance. And I mean that on every level. He led by example. He galvanised the team. Scored a great goal. And can't say enough good things about Robbo's performance. Is it on Premier Sport? No, I don't believe so. No, not on this occasion. Now, of course, I'll be whipping out the old Spanish the zone for the watch along, but you're gonna have to get creative, I think, if you want to uh, if you want to watch the game this weekend. Ready to pop the question. 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Arsenal versus Spurs is the 2pm kickoff. Well, that to be fair, that's understandable, right? North London Derby, that would uh, that would take precedent, right, with regards to eyes eyes of the world being on it. But for us as Liverpool fans, we've got to stay focused on our game. So yes, we will be live this weekend from 1pm for that watch along. But before that, there's a small matter of the Europa League kicking off for us this Thursday and I guess I want to know how strong you think that Jurgen's going to go and I guess feel free to give me a prediction. I don't know much about Last Glintz other than they're an Austrian team and that's about it, really. That's that's all I know about them. Matches on foreign channels. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I'll be watching it on the Spanish The Zone um, and I'm sure our friends in America can give us... Uh, some shouts as to what channels it's on there but for me i'll be using the zone from my spanish account it's on peacock said ian there you go thank you mate we go pretty strong to get points on the board so jonesy lad um what do you mean by 215 salary mistake max i've gone over it already in the stream and i will go back over it again my friend but for right now, I'm just going to plow on with the talk about last glints, but um, it basically it's a quote from Mikel Antonio, mate. Salah's transformation from goal scorer to creator is amazing to watch. Yeah, it is, John. And when players like Mohamed Salah, Leo Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, when they get older, they often tweak the game a little bit you know whether whether it's because they've lost a yard of pace or a touch of physicality you often see the great players and you know what? i put harry kane in that mix as well because he's got a fair range of passing and stuff in him as well they add other facets to the game and Hasim mohammed salah provides so many assists now it's fantastic and long may it continue Um, get the youth on Craig do you agree for Europe I'd like a mix now I don't want to give you my team yet because I'm recording the preview after this but you know I'd like to see well look I'll give you a few things I 
On Verge, that's the one I struggled with the most. Do you go with the, he hasn't played the last two games for Liverpool, um, so play him? Or do you go with the, well, he didn't play for Liverpool, but he did play in the international break with the Netherlands, and we do have a game on Sunday, so do you go safety first and not play him? That was one of the things that I was debating. Um, the goalkeeper situation, I would put Kelleher in goal if I was Klopp as a, I would say as a reward, but as a recognition because he did move on this summer and I think he deserves to get some minutes. So I'd play Kelleher at least in the group stages. Um, obviously, we all want to see Ben Doak play. Uh, other than that, I think it'd be interesting to see if Bajcetic gets a start, if Gravenberg gets a start. Um yeah, there's there's a good there's there's some space for Klopp to make uh, some bold decisions, but I do agree with everyone. It is important that we get the um, we get the points on the board. Dylan, talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you for joining us. Rest our key players, said Desi. See, it's great if we say rest them, but what if we don't get the result? That's that's the caveat, I guess we have to think about when we. Go through team selection. Um, so Mark has sent me on a bit of a stat on Lask. And he said they are third in their league. Four wins, two draws, one loss scored. Um, 11 goals scored, five conceded. Thank you for that, Mark. Appreciate your input as always, sir. Stefan starts, said Alex. I think so, Alex. He has to, right? So again, I don't want to give away too much. But I'd like to see Endo and Stefan start against Lask Linz. I'd like to see Endo start in the six, and I'd like to see Stefan start in the eight position, or I guess one of the two number 10 positions. That's what I'd like to see, because I want to see more of Endo. I want to see his level. I want Stefan to get minutes, and you know we know he can play in the six or in an advanced position, so I'd put him in the advanced position for this one. Um, in attack, I wouldn't play Darwin, because I want to keep him. I want to make sure he's fit, rested, and as good as he can be for the West Ham game. So I'd probably put Gakpo through the middle. Uh, definitely, Craig. Kelleher, totally agree. Got a good blend throughout the team. Yeah, we do. And also, this competition, I think, will be a launch pad for one or two of these guys to really push on for the first team. So, whether that is a Ben Doak, a Gerald Kwanzaa, by Chechich re-establishing himself, or Endo, you know, showing why he was brought in, I think I'm excited by it. As excited as you can be, of course, about being in the Europa League. But, yeah, I'm just looking forward to it now. Looking forward to the competition getting underway. What else we got? I'd like to see Ben Doak at a few more minutes. I think we will, John. Surely this competition is tailor-made for him to go out there and get minutes. And, you know, you'd hope at this level that Ben Doak's and the likes of by Chechich, and the quality will shine through. You'd want them to seem a level above some of the guys they're playing against. And I'm genuinely excited to see Ben Doak unleashed in Europe. When do you think City will drop points? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, City are a weird one because sometimes with them, it's it's points being dropped in games you'd never expect them to drop where they just can't find a breakthrough and they get frustrated. Usually they're quite good in the head-to-head -head games against the top six. Uh, at least that's my 
that's my instant thoughts on it now. Whether the stats back that up or not, it's another thing. But I don't know, is the honest answer. Um, hopefully soon. Like, 13 points from 15 is very respectable. So I'm, I'm quite happy with our start. Uh, Ryan will get a start for West Ham, said Scratch. I mean, I, I think you're wrong. I don't mean to be disrespectful, buddy. I think I'd be astonished if Jurgen Klopp started Gravenberg against West Ham. Absolutely astonished. Because right now you've got Endo by Cechic, McAllister, Thiago if he's back fit, but I don't think he's there yet. Jones, Elliot. Um, all vying for those midfield places and I don't know if Klopp would see that Gravenberg has settled in enough yet and again remember Gravenberg hasn't exactly had why is my sound gone I don't know why the sound might be gone but it's nothing at my end Yeah, the sound's coming through at my end, so I can't speak for that. Uh, I'm just going to carry on. Refresh if you're having an issue. So where was I? Yeah, Gravenberg. I don't see, I don't see Jurgen thinking he's ready yet, and he hasn't, he hasn't had many minutes this season. So he's playing catch up, Gravenberg. You know, he hasn't had enough game time. So I'd be astonished if Jurgen started him at the weekend. So yeah, what are your thoughts on it? Do you think Gravenberg starts at the weekend? Um, because I said I'd be amazed if he does. Is Trent injured? I think he'll be back for this, yes. I think, you know, obviously he wasn't available for the weekend, but two weeks was the prognosis on that, and I think I think we expect him to start at the weekend. Don't think Thursday, but at the weekend, yes. Do you think Nagelsmann will take Jurgen's place in 2026? I think that's too early for us to say yet because, you know, he's had a bit of a rocky career path over the last couple of jobs. And if he takes the German national team job, you know, he has to prove himself there. And two years is a long time in football. So, look, interestingly, he's been linked with the Chelsea job. Because already some of the media are starting to circle around Mauricio Pochettino. And Julian Nagelsmann name is uh, one that's been thrown around as somebody that if Pochettino gets the boot, Chelsea would look to bring in. And I mean, if I was a Chelsea fan, I would genuinely be very worried. Because what's happening at their club right now, it's fair to say everything that Todd Bowley has tried has failed miserably. The scattergun approach to recruitment, the managerial choices he's made, the money he's paid for people, the length he's put the contracts on. There's, you know, if I'm a manager, I wouldn't touch Chelsea after Pochettino. I wouldn't go near the job. Do you have any news on Trent's contract situation? So, yes and no. He's going to sign the new four-year deal. That will 
be announced in due course. But there is some interest in Trent from elsewhere, and I've already recorded a video on it that's going to come out at about quarter to ten, ten o'clock. So I don't want to spoil that video, but keep an eye out for it. It's going to be dropping tonight at about... When this stream's over, the video will go live. Any word on Connor Bradley's injury? Uh, November, Lewis, was the last uh, last thing I seen, unfortunately, November. Initially, it was thought it was going to be a short-term thing for Connor Bradley. And then it dragged on and on. The prognosis got a bit worse and November was the latest. Double pivot against West Ham from the start, said Neville and Moodley. So, could do, yeah. Like, we defo off the personnel for a double pivot, 100%. You've got Bajcetic now, you've got Endo, you've got Gravenberg. So... I wouldn't be against putting two players in there and maybe just having one attacking midfielder ahead. But it's going to be interesting to see if Jürgen sticks to the system and trusts the system or if he alters it for the personnel. 2-1 uh, to Burnley now in that game. Nice. I'm kind of rooting for Burnley a little bit. Um, like, I'm glad we see a different Burnley under Vincent Company than the Burnley that we all dreaded remembered and didn't really like very much so yeah it'd be nice this would be their first win back up right if they get the win i don't think they've had a win this season if my memory's right oh var check though var check oh here we go yeah so the var check that the dreaded three-letter word Uh, Gravenberg had such a big chance against Wolves. Unfortunately, he didn't score, but we played so well. No slip-ups when he came on. I think bring him in around the 80th minute mark against Linz. Maybe even a bit earlier. You know, maybe give him half an hour against last Linz. No goal. So it's been ruled out. The goal for, uh, well, the lack of goal for Burnley has been ruled out. So it's back to 1-1 in that game. Where they must be heading into what? The last, there must be inside the last 10 minutes now, I would imagine. Rank the big six teams from best squads to worst. City, Arsenal, Liverpool. United. Chelsea, Spurs. That's for squads, not who I think's better. You asked me to rank them for squads. I think City have the strongest squad. I think Arsenal have probably a bit more squad depth with players we'd recognise than us at the moment. Um, I put us in third. I think United have a decent squad if everybody was fit and available. Um, Spurs, small squad, a lot of unknowns. Chelsea, I mean, it's a cast of thousands, but ultimately 11 injuries and a lot of a lot of uncertainty about their squad so yeah that would be roughly what i think i'd go with he said big six brighton will be in there but you know if you're talking about the traditional big six you wouldn't really be speaking about brighton but their squad's good but brighton will have the same issue now they're gonna have to try and sustain this squad as they lose players over the years but the job that this Zerbi has done there is incredible. Is it just me or does it seem like Gravenberg lacks some oomph? 
I think he's just a laid back dude, in all honesty. Um, no, I think he's just got that kind of smooth, silky, glides past players, kind of Pogba at his best kind of vibe about him. Uh, but look, we haven't really seen all that much of him in a Liverpool shirt yet, so not really fair to have any um, level of critique of his performances. Spurs in a title race? No, no, no. No, not a chance. Look, I'm rooting for Ange because I like Ange Postacoglu. He's, um, he seems like a decent fella and... I can get behind Ange as a fella, as a manager in the Premier League. So, But I think ultimately Spurs are a little bit fortunate at the minute. You know, a couple of comebacks. I think they're one or two injuries away from falling apart a bit. You know, Son and, let's say, Madison got injured. I think Spurs fall away. So I think that'll be their undoing long term. Uh, Mikey said, Craig, I think Brighton will get top five this season. Do you agree or disagree? It's very possible. So immediately my mind says, Arsenal, Man City, Liverpool, top three in whatever order. Then you look down and you're thinking, well, Chelsea and United... At the minute, five and six points, both from 15 points available, 13th and 14th in the league. Spurs, I've just spoke to say I don't think Spurs' run is sustainable. Um, So yeah, Brighton have every right to think about fifth place or fourth place, but it'll be interesting to see how Brighton cope with two games a week now when the Europa League starts because, you know, it's not a predicament that they've been in before. Um. And it's a rhythm that we're used to. It's a rhythm that United are used to. Um, Arsenal, City. So I think it's going to be a long season. Some clubs will be worse hit than others in January for the AFCON. And I think, if I'm right, we lose Endo to the Asian Cup or something like that as well. And he's a straight-talking fella. Yeah, and I like that. He's the type of lad that I, I can imagine myself having a pint with. You know, I like people who just don't do bullshit. Just say what they feel, say what they see. And Ange Postecoglou comes across as that type of guy. Did you guys see that um, Chris Wilder has apparently been lined up already to replace Heckenbottom at, uh, at Sheffield United, according to some of the reports in the media? Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle are going to be a different, difficult one to judge this season. Um, again, they've got a smaller squad than or a less experienced squad than maybe some of the teams around them they have to juggle the rigors of champions league football as well and the highs and lows that come along with that um i think they might come a little bit unstuck this year i don't expect them to break into the champions league spots and i've seen an article actually suggesting that they are interested in Paqueta. But weirdly, it said that they were interested in like 55 million for Paqueta. Now, I know he's got charges hanging over his head with regards to the, the betting, but if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it like 70 to 80 million or something that Manchester City were going to have to pay for Paqueta when they were looking at him? So I don't see um, how Newcastle will get him for a lot less. 
um, 55 million. I, I don't know if that's a number that West Ham would do business at. Newcastle has talent. They're not consistent, though. Yeah, look, they very much deserved their place last season, Newcastle. I mean, if we had a pinch to place at the end of the season, we'd have basically robbed it off them. So I think they're deserving of their place. And I think they had the most injuries last season. If not, they were right up there. Um, And, you know, I think we're the, if I'm, again, if I'm not mistaken, I think we were the only team to do the double over them last season. So, yeah, look, there's a good core group at Newcastle. And I think there's a lot of unanswered questions as well for them. Isak and um, Wilson, will they both play? Who's the better if one of them plays? Can Almiron continue to show the form he showed last season? Um, will the youngster they brought in from Everton, what's his name again? The uh, little blondie-haired fella, you know, will he continue to push on or will he stagnate a little bit? Can he add more goals to his game? Um, defensively, you know, will they be found out with Dan Byrne playing at left back? I think maybe. So yeah, there's there's again some. Yeah, Anthony Gordon. Thank you. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Do you know sometimes you could tell where somebody's from without without them even speaking. So without Anthony Gordon speaking, you could tell he's scouts. Without Phil Foden speaking, you could tell he's a mank. Is there any more players like that who you guys think without them opening their mouth? You could tell where they're from. For instance, Conor Gallagher. I think you could tell that he's a London boy without him opening his trap just by looking at him. Uh, Kulishevsky is a Salah replacement? No. No. If we bring in a Salah replacement, it's going to be somebody 21, 22, 23, and I would say almost certainly from outside the Premier League. Curtis, Trent, I don't know about Trent, I don't know if I'd look at Trent and defo think Scouse, Curtis, mm. maybe, maybe, Grealish, no, no, I definitely don't agree on Grealish, I don't think you'd look at Grealish and think that he's a, you know, he's got a brummy accent if before he opens his mouth, so I, di- I would disagree on that one. Roy Keane. Oh, you'd know he's from Cork. Without a shadow of a doubt. Yep, he doesn't even have to say that and you'd know he's from Cork. Alright, here's a question then for a bit of fun. Who's a footballer whose voice surprised you when you've heard them speaking? So, mine would be Joel Matip. Joel Matip's tone and how soft-spoken he was really surprised me when I heard him speaking. What footballers for you have surprised you when you've heard them speaking? For instance, non-footballers, but as an example, no way you're thinking Mike Tyson's going to sound like Mike Tyson sounds like when you look at him. Dembele sounds so weird, said Scal. Um, Alexander Isak is one for Macmillan or Snyders. Darwin, said Sydney. Kane, yeah, Kane's a, Kane's a good shout as well. Patrick Bamford looks like a little posh boy. He does. He defo does. He comes across like a lovely guy, though. I'll say that about Bamford. 
Graven Burke is one from Golden Wiz. Uh, Genie One Yaldum sounds weird. Sammy Lee was one from Stig. For me, no deep voice. Uh, Joe Cole. Alejandro said Joe Cole. VVD, a couple of shouts for VVD from Jordan and from Bolaji. Carragher said Mohammed. Um, Beckham. Beckham's a good show. Yeah, Beckham's a good show. Gravenberg, LV says he's got a very erotic voice. Never, uh, I'm going to have to listen to his voice again now to, to hear if I can hear the erotic twang in his voice. Yeah, Beckham's a good, Smalling has been mentioned a couple of times as well there in the chat by a few people. Go listen to Danny Welbeck. I actually, I heard Danny Welbeck being interviewed after the United game, actually, and I was a little bit surprised at his accent or his tone of voice. Dennis Wise is one from Craig Gatland. Chris Eubank Sr. Well, yeah, look, it's hard to think of Chris Eubank Sr. because, of course, we all know exactly how Sr. speaks and how eloquent he is and... Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's just one of those things. Do you ever like just take him back? Like for instance, Connor. When you look at Connor, you wouldn't think he's got that deep voice like Air Connor, as in Anfield Agenda's Connor. Michael Owen is so annoying. Do you know whose voice I can't listen to? And not because I've any personal gripe against them, but it's too nasally and it does my head in. I can't listen to Lego Man. I can't listen to Arteta talking. I've nothing against him, but his voice is just so nasally that it hurts me. And even if he's talking the most sense in the world, and you know, and he's making a really valid point, my ears just go, turn the TV off, turn the TV off, switch channels. I can't listen to him. I could listen to Klopp and Pep all day, said Corin. Yeah, yeah, they they both have a way about them, to be fair. They both have a lot of um, charm. I mean, look, whatever we're talking about here, nobody, and I mean nobody, in the history of human dialogue will ever, ever better Joey Barton speaking English French. That was, that was the peak Basically just thrown on a French accent with English words and pausing a bit. That was that was a golden age right there. Mika Richards, one for Ross. His laugh is a big booming. Do you ever see the size of Mika Richards' arms and shoulders? My God. The man has arms like thighs. They're huge. Big Hulk Hogan arms on him. Big Popeye arms. Emlyn Hughes, really weirdly, one of the the earliest memories I have is of an audio book of Emlyn Hughes reading something. And I was barely even into football at the time, but I still have this vivid memory of, of Crazy Horse reading that audio book. Why is Arteta Lego Man? Google Lego Man and have a look at it. And then have a look at Mikel Arteta. His head and his hair in particular looks like a Lego man. 
So that's why I call him Lego Man. Because he looks like a Lego Man. Uh, have I ever went on the tour? As in the pre-season tour? No, but it's a, it's an ambition of mine. I would love to cover that for Anfield Agenda. Say Liverpool went over to Asia and Australia again, or to America, I'd love to do the pre-season tour. Definitely is an ambition of mine. Alan Ball. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Stephen. Good show. De Bruyne. Yeah, I can see that as well. Yeah, De Bruyne. Harry Kane speaking Portuguese. I can't say I've ever heard that one now. Who was your first favourite player? Really weird one, right? Um, so I've got two answers to that question. And never in a million years would you guess either of them. But my two favourite players when I was young that stick in my memory are Antonio Zubizarreta, the goalkeeper from Barca, and Jean, uh, Jean-Pierre Papin of Marseille. I idolised Papin. I had a Marseille shirt when they won the European Cup. And I remember being in the fields when I was a kid with a Marseille shirt trying to emulate Papin. And I loved him. So, yeah, Jean-Pierre Papin and Antonio Zubizarreta are probably the two first memories of players that I idolised. Um Liverpool wise it was it was Robbie Fowler from the second he put on a Liverpool shirt uh, John Barnes of course as well I want to see Klopp and Pep prank wars interesting do you think Klopp or Guardiola would make great actors as they always provide drama on the touchline no weirdly I don't I don't think they'd make good actors no they'd make great lecturers speakers PR men uh, I don't know about the acting though I mean have you all seen the early I think it was a, a documentary or something about Messi and there's early or was it Javi it was Javi there's early images of Pep Guardiola at Barcelona in like a bucket hat and all back in the day. He looked like a completely different fella. I always liked Kaka as a young player. Yeah. Yeah, weirdly though, I don't know how with Jean-Pierre Papin and Zubi Zaretta, but they were the two. Um, one of the other earliest memories I had was, you know, Hugo Sanchez that played for um, Real Madrid and Butragueño. They, again... Because my early memories of football are all around Spanish football. Because I went on holidays to Spain as a kid all the time. And they mad about their football. And they always had football on TV. So my earliest memories were, you know, Barcelona's, Real Madrid's and stuff like that. So that's why I guess Barca are my second team. Rivaldo and Badistuda. Oh, there's some good names right there, David. Uh, also, Marco van Basten. I remember being over in Spain for Euro 88 and van Basten just doing bits. Uh, do you still visit Spain? Yeah, actually I'm going back next month. Um, 
I've been to Spain in some form or another. Um, I don't want to exaggerate, so I'm going to try and round down. I've been to Spain more than 30 times, anyway. Um, and we're off again to Spain next month on our family holiday during the international break. So, yeah, I love Spain. Pop back over whenever we can. For how long? Um, nine days. Yeah, we're, we're going away just right through the international break, basically. So we'll be over there from the 10th of October to the 19th. Uh, Craig, would you bring in the air to Salah in January or wait till the summer? It's a good question. Um, I think I'd wait because I'd want to see... I'd want to give Ben Doak as much time as possible to kick on. I'd like to see how Cade Gordon you know, comes back from such a long time out with injury as well. So I'd probably hang on. Uh, Darth Cannabis, welcome to Anfield Agenda Ultras, buddy. Appreciate your support. And again, I hope to see you in the Discord group soon. How long is the flight to Spain for you? Um, about 2, 2.20, 2.30, depending on where we're going to. The one we're going to, about two and a half hours um, to Mercia, which is where we're going in October. Where in Spain? Mercia. Well... Somewhere in between Mercia and Alicante, uh, I can't remember the exact name of the place. Um, no, I can't remember the name of the place. We What we do basically is we get cheap Ryanair flights, we rent a house on Airbnb with a swimming pool and we just kick back and chill as a family for the week and yeah, just relax, barbecue, swim, and just chill. Do you think Endo becomes a starter or Ryan or Stefan, said Colin. You would hope Endo becomes a starter because from what Klopp said when we signed him, he had no doubts about his quality. And if he doesn't become a starter, then we've you know, a fair few questions to ask about, well, why do we buy the lad? So I hope he does. Can I join you all on holiday? I'm going to say no. Um, but next year we're going to America we're going to have one last family holiday because my daughter's 19 so she's going to get you know not going to go away with her folks anymore so next next year we're looking to have one family holiday to America um, and I can't wait but before I finish up tonight just want to again look for your suggestions because I told the team that I'm planning to try a second live show outside of Dublin so I want some suggestions for where you would like to see it. So the plan is hopefully to do it in March of next year during the international break. And I, I think I want to do it outside of Ireland. So UK, something like that, maybe perhaps. I want some suggestions. So get your thinking hats on because I want to have one more crack at it. Who would you support from the championship? Um... I don't know, really, to be honest. Not really anybody there that jumps out to me. Uh, Scotland, Liverpool, World Tour, Cardiff. Um, I t it won't be Scotland. I can tell you that for a fact. It definitely 100% won't be Scotland. I always just think of Scotland as being too cold. Maybe I'm wrong, but... 
Yeah, so I'd say Europe, definitely in contention. Anywhere in England or Wales, I'd say, yeah, put that in the mix. It has to be Liverpool. I feel like I'm intruding if I go to Liverpool because, you know, Liverpool has its own fan channels and its own podcasts and I'd always feel like I'm just stepping on toes if I go to Liverpool. So, um, yeah, look, I'd love to do a show in Liverpool. Of course I would, but I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm liked very much in Liverpool, to be honest with you. Used to love watching Craig Johnson. He ran straight at goal every time. Hilarious at Roger Hampton. Leeds, an enemy of United as a friend. Well, actually, saying that, I went to Leeds to watch Josh Warrington fight Maurizio Lara. And we were all singing about hating United. And it was great. I enjoyed it. North Korea. Yeah, definitely. I'll put that on the list. You're loved in Liverpool, mate. Loved everywhere. Keyboard warriors don't leave their houses. I hope so. Because I love the city of Liverpool. And I would never, ever do anything intentionally to try and piss off people that I care about. And I do love Scousers. So I hope when I get over for a game this season that... I hope it goes well. That's all I'm going to say. Because, yeah, a bit nervy about going back over to Liverpool. But I'm going to be over there this season for a game at some point, And uh, hopefully it goes well. But look, I'm going to call it a night, my friends. Uh, my missus has to go up to the, the uh, out-of-hours doctor. So I'm going to have to finish up a few minutes early to let her go. And, um, yeah, go to the doctor, basically. So I will catch you guys on Wednesday. No live content tomorrow. I'm taking the day off. So... We're going to go up and visit my in-laws. So I will see you guys on Wednesday. The stream for Anfield Agenda on Wednesday will start at half past six. Because I'm going to do an hour. And then we're going to jump across the top of the league. Where we're going to do a watch along of Bayern Munich against Manchester United. So if you can all do me a little favour. Make sure you go over to top of the league. And hit the subscribe button. You will find a link in the description of this video. And um, yeah we're kicking off our live content on there from Wednesday. There's also a video up there tonight. About an injury crisis for United and Chelsea. And uh, yeah there's a news video coming up right now as well it's already recorded ready to go live so i will talk to you all on wednesday much love my friends a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 